Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> well, at least it's a beautiful day here in Old New Orleans, right? A little crisp, clean weather. Again, the sun's been out. Uh, and, of course, uh, it is kind of a blue Monday, though, with the Saints uh, t- uh, finishing their season 9-8 uh, and eight yesterday after beating the Falcons. And, of course, hoping the Rams could take care of the 49ers, but it never happened. So we'll jump on to that and uh, talk about that extensively in today's program. You are listening to Inside New Orleans. I am your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. 
taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Hey, if you uh, walk away from the radio for any reason, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, mobile apps to take the show with you everywhere, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, and Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Live broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then come the rebroadcast. Man, so many opportunities for you to see the show. 6 p.m. on Thursday night on LAE. 10 p.m. on Thursday night on, on the Deuce out WLAE TV 2. Friday night on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on uh, the Deuce. And 5 p.m. on Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com. Always on the WLAE TV YouTube page. And always on our social media platforms. Uh, today on the program, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com will join us at uh, around 4.35, and we'll talk to him about the Saints. We'll also talk about tonight's national championship game between uh, Alabama and Georgia. Uh, Larry Holder will join us at 5.35. We'll talk Saints, and we'll also talk some national championship with him as well. Uh, so, again, that's our guest list for today. Well, that's, you know, first of all, again, just some quick headline notes. Uh, we know yesterday the Saints beat the Falcons. 30-20. to 20. They go 9-8. and eight. Unfortunately, the 49ers beat the Rams, keep the Saints out of the playoffs. So now, it's again, we turn the page to look forward to next year. Uh, the Saints will pick 18th in the upcoming April draft. Uh, and their home opponents this year uh, will be Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, the Los Angeles Rams, circle that one, right? Seattle, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's coming to town, uh, Las Vegas, and Minnesota. They'll be on the road to take on Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, circle that one as well, and also Philadelphia. So, again, a lot going on there. As far as the um, upcoming free agency for the New Orleans Saints, um, it's not that bad, okay? I mean, especially after the purge we saw last year. Uh, but we've talked about it before. We'll get a little bit more extensively into it. Teron Armstead is an unrestricted free agent, as is Marcus Williams, Jameis Winston as well, P.J. Williams, Juan Alexander, Dwayne Washington, Ty Montgomery, Jeff Heath, Trevor Simeon, Jalen Holmes, Traquan Smith, um, Garrett Griffin uh, is a restricted free agent. So is Juwan Johnson, Shai Tuttle, Carl Grandison, Deontay Harris, Ethan Greenridge, and Jalen Dalton, all restricted free agents. So, again, they will, uh, Saints will have right of first refusal on any contract that those players may end up signing with another team. It rarely happens. It rarely happens. But, again, it could. Uh, but the Saints at this point uh, own those rights to, 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 to those players. So, again, not that bad. We'll get into it a little bit later on the program where we think, again, uh, where the Saints will go. Uh, but, um, nevertheless, uh, it's time to turn the page on, on 2021 into 2022. And unfortunately, again, the Saints will not be playing this weekend. Um, I'll say this right now. It's over, right? The, the, the 2021 season has come to an end. But I think there's a real optimism, a real reason for optimism going forward. I really do. And, and you know, normally when you finish outside of the playoffs, um, there's not a lot of optimism, especially, again, when you're a team that is accustomed to postseason play. 
when you're, again, when you look at the stats, when you look at, you know, the second winningest team over the last few years in the, in the NFL behind the Kansas City Chiefs, when you look at, again, uh, the, 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 the culture, and that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes here today, uh, of, this, of this locker room and this team and, and the adversity they've had to overcome. Look, it's tough. It's, it's, it, look, it was abrupt yesterday. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching both the Rams and the Niners and the Saints and Falcons. And, of course, early it looked like the, the Rams had it in, in, um, had it in hand. And then, of course, the 49ers started running down their throats. Uh, and it comes down to a Matt Stafford uh, balloon that gets intercepted uh, that, was, that was going to Odell Beckham Jr., who, again, had, um, had beaten you know, the cornerback. The if, if, if Stafford gets it out to him, Nobody's catching Odell. Odell's scoring the Saints are in the playoffs. But, you know, if, ifs, if, ifs, you know, what they say about ifs, right? But the Saints went 9-8 and eight this year. Uh, this was supposed to be a transition year after the retirement of the GOAT, Drew Brees. It was also a year that we knew that, again, that a lot of salary was have to be purged from the, uh, from the uh, salary cap because, again, kicking the can down the road, trying to win a Super Bowl with Drew Brees in the building. But it turned out to be a season of chaos. Look, more adversity than any team at any level has had to overcome that I know of, all right, when you, look, when you break it down. And we broke it down. We'll break it down again because I think it needs to be said again. And I know people are, are going to be uh, exhausted by hearing it over and over again. But I think, it, again, it, 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 it means something when you look at what this team has had to overcome. But the reason why this team was able to overcome it was, again, this team has a culture and a culture that's been built since 2006 here in New Orleans. It's the bedrock of the team, okay? And that's why this team was able to overcome so much adversity. You know, Trevor Simeon said it yesterday that he called it chaos. And chaotic it was, you know, from, I mean, right from the beginning of this year. You know, you had the retirement of Drew Brees, which, again, was going to be very, very difficult for anybody, you know, to be able to overcome when you, the, the greatest player in franchise history walks away. And then knowing you've got to eat the dead money that you've been kicking down the road. Then, of course, the Michael Thomas situation. You know, deciding that, you know what, he's not going to have surgery. He's going to see if he can heal on its own. And I've said before, I'm not just putting this on Michael Thomas. This is an organizational problem as well. You know, the organization doesn't, doesn't be able to get slipped by on this. And I don't care where he was, what he was doing. Again, when he, did not, when he didn't uh, check in, uh, when he was supposed to, to be able to get that surgery, you dispatch someone, you put him on a private plane, you put him, on, you put him anywhere you've got to put him on, and you get him out there to find Michael Thomas, whether that's in Ohio, whether that's in Los Angeles, in New Orleans, wherever it is. You find him, and you make sure that he gets the surgery. Saints did not do that. Cost him. Hurt him right coming out the box. On top of, again, purging $111, $111 million in, in, in salary. You know, I mean, a salary cap that, that, again, was affected by the losses of COVID-19. NFL did the Saints no favors, but they never do, do they? They never do. They could have, they could have taken those, those COVID losses and put them over a couple seasons, spread them out over a few years, much like you see, again, the salary cap, and not let it hit the cap all at one time, knowing, again, teams like the Saints were going to be most affected by it, but they did it. And, again, it was tough watching all those quality football players walk out the door. Guys that, again, were either – mainstays and starters in New Orleans are quality backups that could start anywhere else. And wait, by the way, they did start elsewhere this year. Shows you how stacked this team was over the last few years. 
And then came the injuries. 58 starters. 58 starters. An NFL record. Multiple COVID outbreaks. One that landed 22 players on, on the COVID list. And, of course, still forced to play a game against the Miami Dolphins. When, again, we've seen the NFL uh, uh, make, make, uh, have an opportunity to be able to change things around in terms of the schedule uh, for other teams. Now, I, look, I know it's a Monday night game. It is what it is. If there's a will, there's a way with the NFL. They did, they, they wasn't even, again, they told Mickey Loomis, don't bitch and complain about it because we're not moving it. So the Saints had to go out there with a JV team, with a USFL team to be able to play. Also, you look at the situation with, again, the, how COVID affected the coaches, the head coach. I mean, you know, the, 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 losing those coaches in the Carolina game, losing your head coach. Um, but yet this team stayed together. It, it, it stayed together and won nine games, nine and eight, winning season, right? And a Stafford interception away from the postseason. Now, I think you have to look at this and look at this, you know, maybe take a step back and say why. Why were they able to, to hang in there after, again, a five-game losing streak, after losing their starting quarterback? I mean, it's the culture. It's the culture that we hear all about all the time that you know, again, you go down the annals of championship teams, winning teams, teams that can sustain winning, and it's the culture. Players police themselves. The expectations come from the top, but ultimately, again, are instilled by the players in the locker room. And this culture was developed by Sean Payton, instilled by Drew Brees, and then, of course, been passed down to many generations of New Orleans Saints since 2006 including this version with, again, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Jenkins, and Kamara holding the baton for this team now when it comes to the culture. Making sure that, again, they are holding each other accountable each and every play, each and every game, each and every day. It was the culture that kept this locker room together. And look, we've seen the opposite, right? We've seen a poison locker room. We know what that looks like. Okay, can you say Junior Gallette? We know what a poison locker room looks like. We've seen it, and we also saw Sean Payton learn from his mistakes and learn that, again, that the locker room, the culture of the locker room means so much more because that will carry you through the worst of times. And these were the worst of times this year. It's amazing. It really is. You have to make sure that you're bringing in players that are willing to buy in. That it's not all about me, it's about us, it's about we. That's difficult in professional sports. When, again, you're looking to be able to make that next contract, to make that money, to get that big deal. But in, on this team, throughout the Peyton era, except for, again, a small sample size, it has been about the we. It has been about the team. It has been about the culture. It has been about self-policing. A winning culture overcomes adversity. And the culture is why the Saints will be back on top once again. Look, this was an avalanche of bad luck this year. There's just no other way to put it. It is. Now, I will say this. I'm not giving the Saints a total pass here, right? Because that culture should have been strong when they they played the Carolina Panthers, a team that won five games this year. The Atlanta Falcons, a team that won seven games this year. And the New York Giants, a team that won four games this year. And I said it, ladies and gentlemen, I said it when they lost to each and every one of those teams when they were healthy. And yeah, you can say, well, they didn't have their coach for Carolina. They were healthy. 
They're a better team than Carolina. They're a better team than Atlanta. And they're a better team than the Giants. And they lost to those three teams. And that's why they're sitting home today. That's why they're not in the playoffs. Those three teams, they let down for a short period of time and allowed those three teams, inferior teams, to beat them. All teams, okay, that all teams are in a situation where, again, they let down. But these are all teams that even an injured Saints team should have beat. The Saints were better. But they were overconfident. They played down to their competition. They weren't ready to play. You could throw them all out there. That's where the season was lost right there. It was such a mountain to climb, the mountain of adversity. But again, to be able to lose to those three teams is the reason why you're sitting home today. You're challenging for the division championship if you don't lose to those three teams. A 17-game season. I've said it forever. You can't give you can't give games away. The football gods don't smile on that. It will come back to haunt you, and it did. Came back to bite them, needing the Rams of all teams to be able to come back, to be able to win for the playoffs, the Saints to have playoffs in their future. For the Saints' playoff hopes to be a reality. The Rams of all, of all teams. And with that said, look, let's just call it like it is. We know Grigri when we see it, right? Don't we? We know snake-bitten teams when we see it, right? This team in 2021 had bad Grigri, and they were snake-bitten from the start. Of course, we know the adversity this team has had to overcome. And with all they've had to overcome, the Saints were in it right until the end. Look, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. This team's going to look a little bit different next year. They always do. It's never the same, right? they're not far away from being a Super Bowl contender. They're, they're not. They are not. And part of the reason why is the emphasis of, again, building that defense. Building that defense because, again, Sean Payton saw an aging Drew Brees and knew that that defense was going to have to carry the team eventually. Well, they've done it. This is a very, very talented defense that is the cornerstone of this team. There are going to need some upgrades. There are some players that, again, that are beloved, that are no longer going to be in New Orleans. But this team is not that far away. This team is not that far away to be a team that's going to contend for a championship within the division, within the conference, and within, again, in a Super Bowl contender. Now, the biggest question mark on this team going forward is the same question mark we had at the end of last season. Who will be the future quarterback of this team? Jameis Winston was on his way to prove that, again, he could be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints that, that follows up the GOAT. But, of course, the injury cut that season short. I don't know what we can expect from Taysom Hill now. He's got a Liz Frank injury. He's going to have multiple surgeries to be able to, to fix that. He was a warrior. He played with mallet finger. He played with, again, uh, plantar fasciitis. Uh, again, now the, uh, uh, the situation with uh, uh, the Liz Frank injury. Look, and he's over 30. To me, nice backup quarterback not a starter. And if you're thinking you're putting your, your eggs in, in, in Taysom Hill's basket, I think you're making a wrong I think you're making the wrong decision. I think we all saw what we saw. Did he play well yesterday? You're damn right he played well. So did Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon's a free agent. That's a guy that, again, is a backup quarterback you wouldn't mind having. Although I'm going to tell you right now, 
I looked at this as an opportunity to get even better at the quarterback position, to have a, have a quarterbacks that, again, have the ability to start and play sustained games for, for a team and having a true battle in, when it comes into uh, training camp. I've said it before. I would invite Jameis Winston back, okay, coming off that knee entry. But I surely would not stop there. I would search every single team to be able to see, again, what, what quarterback I can bring in. Not a lot you can get out of the draft, but is there again an opportunity to bring in a quality starter and let them battle it out? Because, again, the quarterback is the most important position on the field. And right now, that's still an unknown for the New Orleans Saints, even though, again, we saw flashes of brilliance from Jameis Winston. We saw Trevor Simeon, the ability to come in off the bench and to be able to, again, sustain things. Although, as we said, when Trevor Simeon, uh, when Trevor Simeon first took the field was, Hey, he could go a couple games, but after that, teams get a book on him. They're going to take away again his strengths. They did. They did. He looked really good yesterday, but that's his role, coming off cold. For Taysom, I'm just hoping that he's able to do the jack-of-all-trades uh, type role, especially, again, with the type of injuries that they suffered this year. Hopefully that will be something that that will happen. Free agency is in March. March 17th, the draft is in April. It's going to be interesting to see, again, how this kind of plays out. But there's nothing not, not to be proud of this team when you look at everything they've had to deal with. I mean, the injuries that they have to overcome with an already thin roster when it came to quality depth. Bringing guys off the street. And, it goes, and again, that is a credit to the coaching staff as much as it is the culture. To bring these guys off the street get them in games, and allow those guys to be able to play at a, at a high level. I've said this all along. Most teams, when they lose their starting quarterback, they fold. They become a top-10 draft pick team. This team lost Jameis Winston, went on a five-game losing streak, but again, had enough to rebound. And, of course, the NFL sticking it to them on the Miami Dolphin game. If that, if that was a possibility, that could have been maybe moved to have, you know, a day or so. To have just a couple guys come back, maybe that could have been a different outcome. Maybe, maybe not. But how many teams can really overcome losing bookend all-pro tackles for almost the entire year? Come on. Even Andres Pete was missed, okay? A guy that's a pro bowl guard, perennial pro bowl guard. Four different starters at quarterback. Kamara, again, the best player on the offense out for four games. And look, I said this last week. You know, Sean Payton stand in front of the mics all he wants. And he could tell everybody that, you know what, I love my wide receiver room. He was lying. He knew he was lying. Maybe out of that comes, again, some opportunities for guys like Callaway and Deontay Harris. Maybe even a little Jordan Humphrey to come in and play, again, other roles on this team. Second, third, second, third or fourth receivers. Maybe, maybe not. But they got better through the season. Just not enough. Tight ends that were inconsistent. No, this was a once-feared Saints offense. It's prolific. But it was a shell of it what, what, it, what it was. Historically, again, now the worst in Peyton era. Defensively, having to overcome Anyamato, missing six games. I crushed that defense. But yet, bring the guys off the street. Ringo? No, he doesn't play for the Beatles. He's your defensive tackle. They got better. They got better. These guys, these street free agents, these college free agents, they got better every single week. 
This team, this team's defense was as good as any defense that we've seen in, in, in the in Saints history. Maybe right up to the Dome Patrol. They were that good, and they can get better. They can get better. Now, it's tough, man. It's tough to see, again, you know, COVID outbreaks that took out your head coach, assistant coaches. You had at least 30 players that have been on the COVID list. Uh, again, the NFL forcing them to play uh, the Miami game with 22 players uh, that were out. I mean, just... You know, the, the officials, once again, getting in the way, officiating that cost the Saints once again, which seems to be a familiar theme each and every, each and every year. I said this last week. There's no team in the history of this organization, maybe outside of the displaced 2005 Saints, that have ever had, had to overcome so much adversity. Still had a winning season. Still were, again, alive right to the last minute when it came to the playoffs. Well, there's reason for optimism. There really is. On a tough day. It was tough yesterday, man. It was tough, tough to be able to see it end. Because you know this team, again, I didn't expect them to win a championship. I said this at the beginning of the season. I thought they'd go 10-7. and seven. I thought they would get into the playoffs, maybe win a game. Maybe win a game. And a lot of that, of that depended on the quarterback position. My gosh, I never saw the, to the, the turmoil that we would have seen through this entire season and the ability to overcome it. But again, it strengthened this locker room. And I go back to the reason why, they, who they are and why they are, and, and again, why there's optimism for the future. It is the culture of this team, which is now passed through generations of saints that have played under Peyton. And the bedrock of this team is the culture, and again, that's the players and the leadership, and that's going to be around. Now, here's hoping that with the, with again, Black Monday and, and the coaching, uh, and the coaching uh, firings that we've seen today that we don't see the, this coaching staff rated. Let's hope not. Because we've seen that over the last few seasons. I'm hoping the whole coaching staff can stay intact. It's a damn good coaching staff. Okay, it's a coaching staff that teaches. It's a coaching staff that, again, when players come into New Orleans, they get better. They get better. Look, we've seen this throughout the history of the New Orleans Saints. That hasn't always been the case, okay? Players that have come to New Orleans, uh, had a cup of coffee, maybe again played a couple years in the contract, they go elsewhere, and you're going, man, that guy's so great. Wasn't was he great here? Because the coaching sucked. So Sean Payton is a, a great staff. I don't want to see Dennis Allen going anywhere. Hopefully he won't. So there is a little bit of sadness today because we're used to the Saints now being in the playoffs. And this team played so hard for most of the games. And honestly, I don't want to say it was deserving because you lost to the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Giants. That kind of takes deserving away. But I think we can all tip our cap to them having to deal with the adversity they had to deal with this year and to overcome that adversity week after week after week after week. I think if you're a Saints fan, you should be proud. Proud of the effort, proud of what happened, and optimistic about what's going to happen going forward. I know I am, and I can be a pessimist at times. Hopefully, things will turn around for the Saints, and the bad luck that we saw this year will turn into good luck for the future. Because the pendulum does swing both ways. But the one thing that you can say about this team, one of the reasons why I feel this team has the ability to be able to bounce back, the culture. 
the culture that was built by Peyton and still by Breeze has been passed down now to the leaders of this team now. The culture will keep them going forward. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you. So, Rudy, 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 I got all kind of stuff in my ear. Can, can we not do that? All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Man, we're going from hot to cold, cold to hot. You know what it is. It's a New Orleans winter. So you got to have the air conditioning, again, in tip-top shape, but you better make sure that heater is working and it's working safely. If you need help, Burkhardt's there for you. Not only, again, can they sell you one of the, some of the top brands in the industry, but if you, you need help, you need emergency service, they're there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. It's a very Carrie Christmas. You could win Carrie Underwood's holiday album, My Gift Special Edition on vinyl, plus a new record player to listen in classic style. Daily winners will also qualify for a trip or two to Las Vegas to see Carrie Underwood Reflection, the Las Vegas residency at Resorts World in 2022, including air, hotel, and tickets to the show. Listen weekdays for the national text keyword for your chance to win a very Carrie Christmas. Prizes provided by Capitol Records and AEG Presents. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. I bought football tickets for my husband's birthday and now I'm in a football bubble. All I see online are articles and ads about football. I hate feeling manipulated. I downloaded DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Delays are solid on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are solid from just before Chapatulas to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. 
Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Grace Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. You're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your insurance needs. Dave Mead Insurance, locally owned and operated. Of course, uh, an independent insurance agency that is able to search over 50 companies to get you the best coverage for the best price. Uh, and, of course, available. That's right. You need Dave. You call. He picks up the phone. I can't tell you how frustrating it is from contractors to insurance agents. Uh, and, and, I'm sorry, to insurance adjusters to, again, the, the insurance companies uh, to again, be in this aftermath of Ida and have to continue to call and call and call to try to be able to get service. And you can't get it. One person I haven't had a, had a problem with is Dave Mead Insurance. Since, since jump, since the day we first started talking to now, again, anytime I need help with insurance, he's there for me. And he's there for you. Answer the questions, get you the best possible coverage. Again, if you're, if you're a contractor, you know how it is when you're waiting on this insurance certificate and you can't find your insurance agent, you'll never have those issues. Dave Mead Insurance, 504-556-0809. You want to save, call Dave. Check him out at D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. Or again, you can set up an appointment with him, sit down with him, go fly to eye, talk about your insurance needs at his uh, office on Veterans Texas Shogun. That's Dave Mead Insurance, 504-556-0809. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now, well, he's texting me, telling me he's ready. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about uh, my, my friends over at, um, oh, hell with it. <laughs> We're waiting on Glenn Gilbo of, your, of, uh, of Outkick.com. He's going to join us again. We'll talk some, um, uh, we'll talk some uh, Saints with him. Also, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the, uh, uh, with the LSU Tigers. But we're going to concentrate also on tonight's championship game between Alabama and Georgia. Uh, looking forward to the game. I'm going to be honest with you. I said this before. Uh, you know, never underestimate, never underestimate Nick Saban. And I know a lot of people are, are jumping on Georgia. I'm staying with, with Nick Saban. Another thing I don't understand is the situation here in Louisiana, why you would hate Nick Saban. I just don't get it. Still don't get it until today. Okay, Nick Saban resurrected the LSU program. Okay, the LSU program was dead. They were kicking dirt on it. Okay, uh, his, his influence in building facilities on, on, at LSU, uh, again, uh, really set the – and then winning that, that national championship, re, uh, resurrected the program to the point that we are today. Okay, one of the top programs in all of college football, even though, again, they're a little bit on their knees right now. They will rebound under Brian Kelly. You, can, you, can, you want to search it back? Search it back to Nick Saban. So I don't understand the hate of Nick Saban. I don't hate Nick Saban. I respect Nick Saban. I wish he never would have left. He did. Les Miles was here. He couldn't get, there was no job opening when he went to Alabama. It is what it is. But this hate for Nick Saban from people in Louisiana who love LSU, I just don't get it. Never understood it. Glenn Gilbo may be able to help me with that. Glenn Gilbo, USA, uh, I'm sorry, Outkick.com, a Rumble Raider. It's an all Rumble show today with Larry Holder and Glenn Gilbo. Glenn, how you doing? Good, good. Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? Happy New Year to you, my friend. Glenn, well, well, 
do you get it? I mean, look, you covered Nick Saban during his time here. Nick Nick Saban was could could be a tough interview, but also again, he could open up. Um, he was a demanding coach, uh, but I credit him with the resurrection of, of the LSU program. Oh, there's no question about it. Um, you know, and, and you could understand people disliking him early on when he uh, when, when well, actually, people hated him when he went to Miami, but that was ridiculous. That was being an American, really. That was moving up. That was upwardly mobile. That that move. It's not like he was switching equal jobs and at the time he thought he always wanted to be an NFL coach so I had no problem with that even though a lot of LSU people did and LSU fans then when he went to Alabama after two years you know the LSU people were mad and then he you know he was beating them and and so forth but after the years have gone by I mean you have to replace that hate with with respect because he he's so consistent so consistent mm-hmm. that it's kind of dull, you know, uh, right? Because he keeps winning. But, but the thing about Saban is he's never said anything bad about LSU. He always gives LSU credit. He always gave the, the coaches credit. Uh, when he got beat by Orgeron in 2019, he went on and on about why he got beat in that game. Uh, you know, they, they. I remember him kept saying we couldn't convert a third down and we couldn't stop them on third down. You know, he always gives gives credit to to LSU. So as the years have gone by, I don't understand that either. But, you know, I, I grew up when Alabama was beating LSU every year with Bear Bryant. Yes. And, and you know, me and my dad didn't like Bear Bryant, but that's because he, he beat LSU all the time. But then after a while, you got to realize, well, he's beating this team all the time because he's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, Bear Bryant and Nick Saban, those are the two of the greatest coaches that ever coached college football so mm-hmm. in the end you have to respect them i agree i agree with everything you just said of course we grew up in the same era i wasn't happy about bear Bryant either uh, but that's you know at the end of the day you respect him for for again the great coach that he was as you do saban do i wish nick saban would have came back to lsu absolutely just wasn't in the cards it is what it is but again i'm not going to uh throw this hatred out for nick saban because if it wasn't for nick saban this program wouldn't be where it is today he was the first oh, mover and shaker perfect. on getting a lot of facilities built, which led to, again, the sustained, sustained success of the LSU program. Oh, yeah, it, it, particularly the 2007 National Championship. I mean, there were still more than 30 players in the program. I mean, that, that's never happened before in college football. Two years after he left, there were still 30 players in the LSU program that are on that national championship team in 07, most of those were in a playing role as well, uh, that they, that were coached by Saban, recruited by him, signed by him. Some of them were only coached for a year, like Glenn Dorsey. But, you know, you talk to Glenn Dorsey when he went to the Louisiana Hall of Fame, all he wanted to talk about was Coach Saban, you know. Uh, so he left a, a huge mark at LSU. And, and when he left LSU, he left two recruiting two number one recruiting classes on the table, his, his 03 class and his 04 class. And he left in, in, you know, at the end of the 04 season. That was one of the reasons he had trouble leaving because he knew he was leaving so many players sure. at LSU. Um, so he really set Coach Miles up really well. And then, of course, Coach Miles 
you know, kind of started over after those players mm-hmm. funneled out and, and got to the national championship game with all his own players right. in 2011. And, and he left a great program for Coach O. Yes, sir. But this this program Brian Kelly has inherited. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same program that got left before, right? <laughs> well, I would say this is the worst program inherited by an LSU coach since Saban mm-hmm. replaced Denardo. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And look, a lot of it is not just the defections, right? But there's some academic issues that are going to be that, that this team has right now. Uh, the, the transfer portal has obviously hurt them a lot. Graduation, et cetera, graduate, you know, those that are opting out for the pros. No, it's a, it's going to be a lot tougher for Brian Kelly than it was for Ed Ogeron, even less miles to get this team oh, back no to the mountaintop. No question. In fact, I would I would say the uh, just in pure numbers. Saban inherited a better roster than than Bernardo did. Now, now not as much talent, but I mean the numbers on this roster is is ridiculous. And and you know it's not even there's not many of them that, that is COVID related. These are guys that just left the program, you know. Right. And and yeah, you mentioned the transfer portal, but it hasn't impacted other schools who've lost their coaches. Like although Florida is in, is in much the same situation, but. Um, you know, I think it had a lot to do with the coaching change at, at midseason and, and players just started leaving and, or, 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 you know, checking out. You know? Checking out, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's a great yeah. point. Checking so, out. So I think, if, I think if Kelly wins eight games next year, man, that's a heck of a job. I agree with you. I, I think the, that's where the expectations ought to be. And I think people – I think Tiger fans have to be patient. Uh, he's, he's a proven winner. He's won everywhere he's been. But again, uh, the 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 well is not, is not as full as we thought it was going to be when, when when he took the job, and it is what it is. I'm going to be interested to see again what he does with the with again the transfer portal, what what happens in the next uh, in the next signing period, and, and then what they have to work with going forward from that standpoint. But let's shift back gears back to Alabama and Georgia. Alice, uh, Alabama 41-24 win over over um, over um, uh, uh, over Georgia. Uh, Talk a little about the um, talk a little about this game and and what do you, what what's different between this game and the previous game, if any. Well, well, there's Alabama's minus two starters that are that are pretty good. Uh, John Mechie the third wide receiver uh, was was hurt in that Georgia game. He had caught a touchdown, um, and then cornerback uh, Josh Job is 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 not playing, but. At both positions, they they they've got they got depth and they replace them with uh, you know highly recruited uh, freshmen or or sophomores that have begun to play a little bit. So so that that's really the only difference. Um, so so I don't think that's a that's a major difference because Alabama has depth and um, you know Alabama has gotten better as this season has gone along. Um, so that I think that's the toughest thing to deal with. And Georgia was not in the game after the third quarter, uh, the last time they played. Um, you know, I think Georgia will be able to close the gap somewhat uh, because they can learn from what happened in the previous game. But I, I just I just can't see them pulling it out. I mean, I, I think Alabama's going to win a closer game than than they won last time. You know, I agree with you. Now, look, I, I respect the Georgia defense. I really do. But, again, when you look at a lot of the um, correspondents out there, what they're picking, I'm, I'm seeing a majority of correspondents picking Georgia over Alabama after, again, the, the thrashing that they got in the SEC championship. And, look, I said this back then. 
Don't ever underestimate Nick Saban. Okay, that that's when he is the most dangerous when he's underestimated. Yeah, and it, it's it's strange, you know. Um, I mean, the the only other repeat uh, uh, rematch there was was after LSU beat Alabama in two thousand eleven nine six in overtime. Then Alabama beat LSU twenty one nothing in the dome. But that was a that was a coin flip game, the nine six overtime game. That game could have gone either way. In fact, yes. Alabama outgained LSU in that mm-hmm. game and missed three field goals. And Eric Reed made a superhuman interception in the end zone. Or Alabama mm-hmm. was about to score there. So, so you knew something different could happen in, in the game. I didn't think it would be as drastic as it was, twenty one nothing. I I remember writing. I thought LSU would win that rematch, but mm-hmm. but I knew. But it was going to be another toss up game. This yes. this situation is completely different. Georgia was blown out in the, in the last game, you right. know. So uh, it, it would be a real upset to me if, if Georgia won this game. And, and and it's surprising to see Georgia as a favorite, even though it's only three points or two points. But yeah, I see a lot of people picking Georgia too, and and that really surprises me because. They haven't changed much, and and Stetson Bennett, you know, was not able to solve the Alabama defense uh, last time, and he's still the same quarterback, and, and he's still going to play quarterback. And mm-hmm. I think they messed up. They should have got J.T. Daniels some work in that Michigan game in case he's got to come in. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Let's shift gears to the Saints, nine and eight, out of the playoffs, uh, a, a season of adversity. Uh, Glenn, you're like me. We've seen every game since 1967. Just your thoughts on this team. <laughs> I didn't catch everyone in 67. I'm a little younger than you, Eric. But, uh, oh, come on, Glenn. <laughs> I, I, I come saw on. a few of them. I was, I was come on, Glenn. <laughs> now, uh, well, what, a, what, a, what an entertaining day. I mean, obviously I would have preferred the Saints get to the playoffs because we're already thinking of maybe sending me to Green Bay if they got by L.A. and went to Green Bay. I've never covered this Saints game, an NFL game in Green Bay. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that would have been a blast. But, but wow, what a day. You know, you're watching the Rams game or or monitoring the Rams game while the Saints is going on, and both were blowing them out at halftime, Mm -hmm. you know. And then then the Saints finish, and they they finally end that game and flip it over, and and, uh, the the Rams are – it looks like they're going to win, and then their defense just folded. At the end, that was that was just really tough to watch, and and you know all the players, like Sean Payton said, all the players and Payton in there watching the game, just like us, you know, hoping hoping the Rams win. Um, but uh, you know that that would have been great, and I think the Saints would have had a heck of a chance with that defense they have at L.A. You know. Oh, I agree with that. I, they would have if they would have taken had a chance to take on Los Angeles after what I watched yesterday against San Francisco. Saints would have a, would have a really they'd have they'd have a chance to win. Now again, you would have lost Taysom Hill. That, that means that uh, you know Simeon would have been your quarterback. But still, I think they would have had a chance. Uh, I was not impressed by the Rams yesterday at all. How about Simeon coming off the bench, cold firing <laughs> the ball? Really should have been a touchdown the first play. Uh, yes, that was a a good pass. That was good enough to be a touchdown. And a couple. He was accurate, players. man. Oh yeah, I mean that, that 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 was something else, and you know, good for Trevor. But it's also a reflection of, of just how good a coach and quarterback coach Sean Payton is. Mm-hmm. He he was ready. I mean, Trevor was yes. ready, and, yes, and he uh, was. Trevor played pretty well in spots. Um, well, he was over for as a starter, 
Um, but uh, yeah, so so Taysom definitely. If the Saints were in action this week, they wouldn't have put off that surgery. Yeah, it's, it's Liz Frank surgery for him. He's out. He's yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm I'm wondering again how this will affect him going forward. But I did read right. something earlier today that said that he had had this surgery when he was at BYU on the opposite foot. So, but yeah. um, you know, I mean, I, I, again, he's thirty-something years old. Uh, you know, and and the, the, his his game is physicality. Um, yeah. I, I think the Saints are going to go after again a top quarterback, or they're going to uh, and and or bring Jameis back. Um, and and you know, Taysom will have to res- re, you know re, 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 get back to that role of a jack of all trades. But be interested to see again how that plays out. But he would not have been available for this week. No, he he was done. Well, where does it look like the Saints are going to pick in the draft? Is that 18th. They're 18th. Picking 18th. They're 18th right now. Okay, so so right in the middle. Yeah. But so look, the good news is, this is a very strong wide receiver draft. Very very deep, which is one of the one of their needs. They're going to have to figure out something along that offensive line whether they're going to bring Teron Armstead back or not. I kind of think they won't because he's going to. This is his last big paycheck. He's done a bad last big contract. So they may have to look at the offensive line once again. But um, it'll be interesting to see again what, how this plays out. Are they giving up all these draft picks to go get a quarterback, or are they going to stay put and uh, continue to add what, what they have and, and bring Jameis back? It's been an interesting question. Well, Matt Corral is, is a guy from Ole Miss that I could see mm-hmm. being picked in the 10th or 15th rounds. Um, he's, he's a guy that reminds me of Drew Brees. He's quick on his feet. Right. Um, Boy, you know, and I don't know how much interest Sean Payton has in Matt Corral, but if, if the Saints are picking 18, boy, that's going to be tempting for them not to try to get up some in that round. I you agree. Know, the, I think they, the, I, I think that eight, them picking an 18 is probably, uh, I think the chance of that happening is 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 is, uh, is nil. I think they're they're going to move either up or down, or they're going to give it away uh, to try to get a, get get an established quarterback. I really do. Then I got a minute boy. left. T- tell us a little bit about Outkick, what you're doing now, how folks can find you on uh, on social media as well. Real quick, I just want to say we've seen sure. Sean Payton, Coach Drew Brees, who's been in the league for five years. We've seen him. We've seen him coach all these backup quarterbacks. I'd love to see Sean Payton with a quarterback right out of college. That's what I want to see next, like Matt Corral. I, I would too. I, I, I would too. Round. And I, look, I don't. I don't have a problem with Matt Corral either. I'll be honest with you. I have no problem if that was the pick. I would not have an issue with that at all. Yeah, outkick.com. Um, I'll be. Uh, I'm not in Indianapolis. I had a wedding to go to in New Orleans. My uh, nephew. So I, I stay, I'm staying in, covering the game from the television. We got a guy there, and I'll be doing a column on uh, the Alabama side, win or lose, uh, and then some other things throughout the game. Uh, and then we'll be uh, switching attention to. Uh, SEC basketball as college ends with the LSU is just is just rolling right now in basketball. Yes, they are. I'll be jumping on that and then baseball. Beautiful. Thanks, Glenn. Always appreciate the time, my friend. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Glenn Gibbo of Outkick. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back.
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opposite. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms. Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhardt will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhardt about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. A new year comes with new excitement, new ambitions, new milestones. Is this the year you pop the question, have a child? Celebrate a major anniversary. At Diamonds Direct, we're here for you, now more than ever. With our vast selection of exquisite hand-picked diamonds, our world-renowned designer jewelry collections, our industry-leading warranties and guarantees, and our people. People with a passion for helping you mark any occasion with something that's both meaningful and timeless. And our commitment to providing exceptional value is stronger than ever in the new year. Whether you're just starting out on a tight budget or whether you're splurging on that 30th anniversary gift, Diamonds Direct will make sure you get the price that you expect from America's premier direct diamond importer. Welcome to a new year and welcome to Diamonds Direct, where extreme value combines with the ultimate luxury shopping experience to create that truly magical moment for the milestones in your life. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, whether it's generous sales and service, air conditioning service, heating service, you need help, Burkhardt's there for your Nate certified technicians, highest certification in the industry, and truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, 
acpromise.com. Thanks to Glenn Gilbo for joining us on the program. Larry Holder will join us at 535. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. air conditioning and heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 106.1 FM NASH Icon, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, NASH FM 106.1, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. I want to thank Glenn Gilbo for joining us in the first hour. Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us at, five, at 635. I said, no, 5... 
Uh, sorry about that, guys. Something just jumped on my screen. 535 uh, this afternoon. Looking forward to having Larry as he comes join the program uh, each and every week. Uh, we talked extensively in the first hour about culture and about the reason why this Saints team has been so resilient, having to overcome the adversity uh, that, they, that they had to overcome this season. Uh, this hour we'll talk about maybe some of the changes we're going to see. Uh, in this upcoming offseason with, with the Saints. We all know by now the Saints beat the Falcons yesterday 30-20. to 20. Uh, They go 9-8 and eight on the season, but the Niners uh, end up beating the Rams to keep the Saints out of the playoffs. And, of course, uh, that's, you know, it's un, uh, I don't want to say it's uncharted territory. It's unusual. Uh, we've been spoiled, okay? Um, you know, I've said this so many times to, to uh, especially those in the younger generation, who never had a chance to be able to maybe see a team that wasn't coached by Sean Payton. And, um, you know, maybe those that maybe had just a little taste of the Hasselt era, um, uh, but never really went back to the beginning of this, in the inception of this, this team. Uh, it was tough, man. It was tough growing up, you know, winning three, four games a year. And with the expectations of every year listening to some of the, you know, uh, the uh, at back that time those the sports writers, you know, talk radio wasn't huge back then, but you know, just having the the, the at least the um, the feeling that you felt that the team was going to finally get over the hump. We didn't see too much of that with this team, with this coaching staff, with Sean Payton uh, again leading the way, and the culture that's been built. We've seen sustained success. Now, obviously, Jeff Ireland coming over has really helped with the draft, even though, again, that 2019 draft is, a, is a kind of a question mark right now, right? And that, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the Ruiz draft. Um, that's, that one is kind of a question mark right now. Um, but for the most part, since he got here, um, it's, it's actually it's the, it's the 2020 draft. Um, the drafts have been fantastic. And one of the reasons why we've seen the transition um, of this team and the continued success. But it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of teams, they got really, really bad before they get really, really good. And this team has been able to sustain that success. Uh, second in, 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 in the league in terms of wins behind Kansas City over the last few years. So they'll pick 18th in the draft this year. And as Glenn and I were talking about in, in, the, in the last segment, I, I don't know if they stay at 18th. Maybe they do. But I think, again, they're, they're going to be aggressive here. Um, they're not being aggressive down because they're, you know, they're, they're playing with, you know, trying to get a, a, a Super Bowl while they have Drew Brees. They're being aggressive here because they have a championship-style defense now, and they need to find those last pieces on offense that can put them over the top. Now, the opponents for next year, again, you've got your, a, uh, on, on, uh, your home opponents. You've got Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. But then the Rams come to town, so does Seattle, Baltimore, Cincinnati, so Joe Burrow will be in the Dome. Las Vegas and Minnesota, that'll be a hot ticket with uh, Joe Burrow. Also uh, on the road, Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and also the um, uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. That rounds out, again, the, um, that rounds out the teams that they'll be playing on the, on the road. Uh, we talked so much over the last few weeks about overcoming the adversity that had to overcome. And let me just say this first of all. Sean Payton's not going anywhere, okay? That's going to be the next thing. Again, Sean, there's all these five or six openings right now in the NFL. Sean Payton on the short list. 
Sean Payton has complete control of the New Orleans Saints. He answers to really no one. At the end of the day, he can do what he wants what, with his club. You don't have that kind of power in the NFL. Nobody gives that kind of power away except the Bensons. And, of course, that started with Tom Benson, even going back to when Jim Finks took over the, took over the Saints, where he gave him the ultimate power. But he's given Sean Payton the ultimate power. Now, again, that still resonates with Gale. So I don't – I'm hoping that they will not, again, have their coaching staff kind of pecked off here because it's been a big part of the, the reason why we've seen uh, these the, – the, 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 especially at the end, the undrafted free agents, the street free agents, okay, that have come in and have contributed to this team this year and have gotten better every single week. It's the coaching staff. Coaching staff is a very good coaching staff, and I hope they'll be able to hold on to them. But there's some question marks here going forward. Number one, the offensive line. That has been, the again, the pillar of strength for this offense. All right? Uh, it's always been about surrounding Breeze with a great offensive line, okay, to protect, again, the greatest uh, uh, player in franchise history. It was exposed this year. I'm not sure about Cesar Ruiz. I'll be honest with you. Now, look, i got to give him a little bit of a, of a leeway here, okay, only because – he was a guard, a center that was drafted to be a guard. Ultimately, had to play center, went back to guard. Okay, it's a lot, uh, a lot of confusion there, right? Um, so I think that maybe again, even though again I, I got tired of watching him whiff on on, on blocks, not understanding who he was supposed to block, and I'm sure that the coaches were going bananas inside the film room. We may have to pump the brakes on it and see again what happens when he has a another full year under his belt at the guard position. But right now he's been exposed, okay? He's not a very good guard. Um, the question is, again, will the team look at it and say, Ruiz, in order to salvage the draft pick, Ruiz is the better center, uh, is a better center, so maybe moving McCoy back to his, his, his position, which was guard when he was drafted. But, again, McCoy's been one of the better centers in the NFL. So do you really want to mess that up? Saints may be in the, in, in, Saints may be in the market for a guard or two going forward. People, uh, look, Andres Pete was missed. I know a lot of people hate Andres Pete. Andres Pete was missed. There's no doubt about that. But he's got the same problem that Toronto Armstead has, injury prone. Toronto Armstead is an unrestricted free agent. He's got $13 million in dead money. The question going forward is, again, can, can you re-sign Toronto Armstead? Do you want to re-sign a guy that when he's healthy is one of the best in the game, but, again, most of the, he's averaging losing about six games a year? I'm not saying he doesn't play through injury because he does. But can you give him a, a big-time contract knowing all those factors? Look, he's going for the pay fee, for the payday. I, I would, wouldn't you? Last big contract, last, last chance to be able to make money that, again, is generational money for your family? you got to go for it. I'd be, I'm, I'm surprised that they, if you would give the Saints a hometown discount. So then you still look to a Jordan Mills. You look to a Hurst. Ramshack may be moving to the left side. So... An offensive line, the pillar of this team at one point, is going to have some changes to it, whether that's forced or not. So that's something that ultimately could be done in the draft. Throckmorton has been a nice fill-in. The one good thing you could say about that came out of this year was a lot of these young players that got a chance to play, they got NFL experience, they're only going to be better because of it. And that gives you, again, at least some solid players that you can come off the bench when you have an injury. Saints have prided themselves on that with the offensive line. So expect the offensive line at some point, <laughs> there's going to be a shakeup there, whether it's Toronto Olmstead moving on, whether, again, it's bringing in a guard to challenge Ruiz, 
having to bring in another tackle and moving Ramshack again to the uh, to the left side. We'll see how that plays out. Wide receiver room, look, I said this last week. The one good thing that came out of this year was you found out that Callaway and Harris can play. So they give you, that's a great third and fourth option for you. Little Jordan Humphrey has ability. We'll see if, again, he can stick. But you've got to upgrade that position. Look, we saw Traquan Smith make a great catch yesterday and show us flashes of brilliance. But that's what it's been through as a career here, flashes of brilliance. Often injured. Great blocking wide receiver. Maybe if they bring him back, they bring him back on, a, on, on again, a, 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 a cap-friendly deal. Maybe another team sees him and sees, again, uh, the opportunity. And, look, he could flourish elsewhere. Who knows? But the big key going into this is, are you going to draft a, a, a wide receiver? And I say yes, probably more than one. You need to go into free agency and get a, a bona fide player that, again, can play in this league, and you can count on week in, week out. And then a decision has to be made on Michael Thomas. A lot of people believe Michael Thomas will never play another game in a Saints uniform. And, I mean, the people that I trust have told me this. Uh, I don't know how you do that. But, again, with what I think it's like 20, I'll come get to it in a minute, about $22, $22 million in dead money, $11 million that you have to put over the, over the two years. And then, again, what can you get for a, getting damaged Michael Thomas? You want to maximize your value. So it may be a situation where Thomas comes back and if he's not a good soldier, at that point he's moved on and they move on. Tight end to me is still a question mark. I said this last week. Look, Troutman looks like he's growing. Vanette has, 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 has some experience and potential. But they need a, a definite veteran upgrade at that position. There's no doubt about it. And then it comes to, again, the, 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 the number one position on, on the team, and that's quarterback. I said it before. I would invite Jameis Winston back. I would give him another contract to prove it to me. Again, and some people believe there's going to be a mark with Jameis Winston. I, I don't know how. Based on what he did here, he's familiar with the offense. He was back out. Of, he was in Atlanta yesterday with the team. I love that he's a leader. I hope he gets a chance. But I'm telling you right now, I'm, un- I'm, I'm turning over every rock I can to be able to get a quality quarterback in here in New Orleans. And if that means making a trade for a franchise quarterback, then I'm going to do that. If that means, again, drafting a quarterback to be the understudy for a Jameis Winston, I'm doing that. I'm not just putting all my eggs in Jameis Winston's basket, even though, again, I have been a big Jameis Winston fan, and I'm hoping that, again, he could be the starting quarterback. I think he was rounding into that. But only time will tell. I don't think you can count on, T- on Taysom Hill to be, the, again, a, a backup quarterback here in New Orleans. And I think right now with the Liz Frank injury, I think you have to really ask yourself, uh, again, on the other side of 30, being the physical player he is, playing that jack-of-all-trade roles, is he going to be able to come back from that injury? Hopefully he will. Hopefully he will. But that is, a huge, that is probably the number one, the number one position you have to address in the offseason, quarterback. You have to figure out the direction you're going. Ian Book, who knows, okay? There's no book on Ian Book. Can't go by the Dolphins game. But we'll see. We'll see. When it comes to the running back position, look, Kamara and Ingram are a nice pair. Jones and Washington, I don't know if they're the future answer here, but I will say this. Saints need to be able to go out and get a young physical back to go along with Kamara. You know, a guy that could come in and be and be just much like Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is on the other side of 30. Hopefully you can get a couple more years out of him. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But they did that young physical back, and hopefully they can get that, whether it's, again, it's via, via uh, the draft or, or again, through, uh, through the uh, 
through free agency. Defense is where you really are excited. Cam Jordan showed that he's not washed up, despite what a lot of people felt. Davenport, when healthy, was a force. Got to stay healthy. We don't know what Peyton Turner is, but he flashed, didn't he? Grandis is a restricted free agent. He got, he's been gotten better every single season he's been here. So, again, the defensive end position, you got to feel pretty good about right now. Anyamata wasn't a force early, but came on late. Ringo, Huggins, Dalton, all really good players, undrafted free agents, who, again, along with Malcolm Roach, you look at those guys and you say, man, that tells you, again, the, 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 how they have coached up those, that de- the defensive line. And then Passigno, who, again, before he got hurt, was disruptive. So the defensive line is really good and could be really great if guys could stay healthy. And I, I fully expect that Ringo, Huggins, and Dalton will only get better, as Roach did. The linebacker core, again, outstanding. Look, I said this last week. If I am Quan Alexander, I've made my big money. You're not going to get big money anywhere else. Okay, you've been often injured. There's just a there's a there's a niche here for you, like much like with a PJ Williams and with a CJ Gardner Johnson. Those are three players that should never play anywhere else. They should be in a Saints defense, because Dennis Allen has found a place for them, a role for them that that again ultimately uh, it lends to the strengths of, of 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 what they do on the football field. Demario Davis is the heartbeat of this team. Hopefully, again, on the other side of 30, he can stay healthy. He's, been, he's just been incredible. Look, since Jonathan Vilma, probably the greatest linebacker in acquisition that the Saints have ever had. Now, it's not the Dome Patrol, which is the greatest of all time, but I'm saying to bring in a guy, much like you did with Vilma, a cast-off for the New York Jets, and have this guy come in and be what he's been, he's irreplaceable. He's irreplaceable. Okay, he's a top three linebacker of the game. He's as good against the run as he is against the pass. He can rush the passer, rarely out of position. He's a tackling machine. Pete Werner's going to play well for this team. You can see it. Now he got he took the wrong angle yesterday on on, on a gap and, and 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 got burned for it. But you can see this kid can play. And if Quan ultimately doesn't come back or he gets injured, Pete Werner's going to fit right in. Bond and Ellis to me. Those guys are not every down players. But that doesn't mean that, again, they're wasted draft picks because they can become very, very good special teams players. Again, if they can make their bones on special teams, they can contribute to this team. You just don't want to have to put them out, out there again on game, on game day playing the linebacker position. Sorry, it's the way it is. In the secondary, I think it starts with Lattimore, but I tell you what, you saw it yesterday. Odebo's, uh, Odebo's been a find, man. Okay, this kid started every game for this team against some of the toughest wide receivers in the NFL, and he didn't blink. He didn't blink. Yeah, he made some mistakes. But, again, not as many mistakes as maybe people thought. thought. The kid's a keeper. And, again, a solid corner now, Then again, that's only going to get better each and every year opposite Lattimore. Roby's been brought in. Again, they got him for nothing, okay, nothing. That's a coup. They got him, they got him on, on the roster next year. I said it before. P.J. Williams has found a niche here. Him and Gardner Johnson should never go anywhere because they got a perfect place within this defense. Both excel within, within again, a, a, a Dennis Allen defense. Now, the Saints have to make a decision on Marcus Williams. I'm going to tell you right now, if it came down to it, I'd move on. Uh, get a young safety with some of the same attributes. But I'm telling you, Williams has gotten better in his time here in New Orleans. But he's going to be demanding a, a big contract. I don't know if I want to pay that guy that kind of money, okay, for a guy that at times, even though he's getting better, 
at times, again, he's been, he's been uh, a fatal flaw on the defense. Not so much this year, but at times. So you're looking at a team that doesn't, there's not a lot that, that's missing here. You, wanna, you hope you hold on to a Ryan Nielsen. You hope you're able to hold on to a Darren Rizzi, who's, who's your special teams coordinator. You hope, again, you're able to hold on to a Dennis Allen, uh, a Chris Richard. Saints have great assistant coaches, and you don't want to lose them when, again, another staff is being built with the opportunity to maybe go on to be a coordinator or, or again, in some cases, a head coach. So hopefully, again, there can be some stability there where they hold on to their coaching staff. When you talk about special teams, Gilligan was every good, bit as good as Morstead this year. And, my gosh, how much did, did, did the Saints miss Will Lutz? Hopefully, again, Lutz will come back healthy and Gilligan will continue his success. And, of course, we know what Deontay Harris is in terms of the return game. So I, I'm bullish on this team next year. I really am. You know, there's, there's not a lot that they have to go out and, and fix. Now, again, there's some critical places they have to upgrade the roster. But the cover's not bare. Here's your, here's your free agents for next season. Toronto Armstead is a $13 million cap hit whether he's here or not. Hopefully they can work out something, but I'm not, I'm not breaking the bank for Toronto Armstead. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Not for a guy that averages at least six games out every year. Marcus Williams, I've said what I had to say about him. I think you can move on to a cheaper option and get just as much, uh, get just as much of, um, of, of play, quality play. But we'll see how that plays out. Jameis Winston, there's no doubt in my mind I would want him back. P.J. Williams, I've said it before, he's got a niche here. He, he would be foolish to move on to another team. Same for Quan Alexander. Dwayne Washington is a nice special teams player. He's going to come in at, 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 a, at a cheap contract. Wouldn't have a problem with him coming back. I like Ty Montgomery. He's a jack-of-all-trades, but let me say this right now. The Saints have to be better at the wide receiver position, and he might be a ca- casualty there. Jeff Heath, nice special teams player, but, again, you had him in safety yesterday. You don't want to see him play in safety. Sorry. Trevor Simeon, nice backup quarterback, depending on what you do with the quarterback position. Again, I, I think he should be welcomed back as a backup. Jalen Holmes, sorry, never could get past him wearing number 57. <laughs> just couldn't do it, dude. Just could not do it. Had him wearing 57, it just automatically, he made some decent plays. Okay? Uh, you know, can he come back? You can upgrade that position. Traquan Smith, already said it. To me, it's got to be a cap-friendly deal. Other than that, again, he's been too inconsistent as a player. Garrett Griffin, nice player, special teams guy. He's a, he's, a, he's a restricted free agent. You can bring him back. Same thing with Jawan Johnson, who I think has a tremendous potential Okay, at the, at the tight end position, but needs another year in that position, another offseason. Shai Tuttle, same thing. I bring him back, restricted free agent, Carl Grandison, Deontay Harris, Elton Greenwich, Jalen Dalton, all restricted free agents, all hit the Saints have right of first refusal. So when you look at the free agents, free agents here, for the most part, you can probably get most of these guys back on, on, on pretty decent contracts. Saints are $61 million over the cap. But they can use, again, there are contracts, much like they've done before, that are already set up that they can go in, rework those deals for those contracts, get under the cap, manufacture some more cap room, and have the cap room necessary to be able to go out and sign a few free agents. To me, again, like I said, offensive line, wide receiver, those are where you need some veteran, uh, veterans to come in. We'll see how that, that plays out. But if I'm a Saints fan today, 
Yeah, I'm sad. It's over. It's done. Season's done. Season of adversity that you had to overcome so much. But there's a silver lining here. Number one, the culture that kept this team together through all this adversity. The coaching staff, which is a teaching coaching staff, which proved this year with, again, the purge because of the salary cap uh, 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 and also, again, the COVID-19 losses that you had to bring in so many undrafted uh, free agents, so many street free agents, and those guys got better every week. That's encouraging. You should be excited now at this point. Yeah, you didn't make it to the playoffs. So what, did the Saints have a chance to win a championship year? Probably not. It was made, they made that one and done. Maybe they win one game. Okay. The big scheme of things going on. Going on. This team is going to. This team is going to be a team to be reckoned with, if they can figure out the quarterback position, and add some critical parts to a few positions on on this roster. They're not that far away. And that should be encouraging to any Saints fan out there. Free agency starts on March 17th. The the draft is in April. Let the offseason begin. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, Burkhardt's the experts. That's right. Uh, first of all, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator for your home or your business because there are many options. And then once you guys come to an, an agreement, they'll put you on the, on the calendar for a single-day install. And, again, they'll, they'll have you on the calendar, and they'll be out on that day also. Financing available for generators. You can, you can pay that over time. A new install quality check after one month is part of their customer service pledge. And then 24-7, 365 emergency service. That's right, folks. Your generator breaks down. They're there to get it up and running for you. If you used the generator over 100 hours during the last storm season, and you know you did, right? You know you did. You have to have it serviced by a professional. Burkhart can do that for you as well. When it comes to generator sales and service, they're the experts. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If New Year calls for more hiring, check out Indeed, the all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job post today after visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Delays are heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are solid from Elysian Fields to Canal. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are heavy right at Canal Boulevard. If you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from just before Chapatulas to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Look out for delays on the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. 
Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972 by the Piazza family. And I'm telling you, your one-stop shop for quality, quality auto repairs, best deals on tires. ASE certified technicians using, again, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And I'm telling you, I'm not going on a limb here. I'm telling you this. If you broke it down and you went into a dealership and then you went over to Southern Tire, they have more state-of-the-art equipment at Southern Tire than you get at most dealerships. I mean, they have invested in this for their customers. And then you talk about the selection of tires. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Something to fit everyone's budget. So, again, they're not pressuring you into buying, again, the most expensive tire. You search a tire that fits your budget, that, again, will fit your vehicle, and then you purchase that tire. Wheels and tires at the 30 inches and financing is available. You know, there's a reason why, again, Southern Tire has been around since 1972. Because the Piazza family takes care of their, of, of their customers. So, again, problem with the vehicle, problem with where you need, where you need new tires, Think Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the services they provide for their customers. Remember that diagnostic page. Got problems with the engine? Need some help? Maybe trying to figure out what's going on? Well, put the troubleshooting into that diagnostic page. It'll tell you what's going on. Then bring the vehicle over to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right. Joining us now on the programs he does each and every week is uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic. Larry, how you doing, bud? I'm good, Eric. How are you today? Doing good. So it's the offseason. <laughs> um, I was talking a lot about it today. First of all, Larry, you've been covering this team uh, since, what, since Peyton, right? 
Was that your first since year? 2006 was my All first right, since year. Since Peyton. So you've seen the entire <laughs> Peyton uh, era. I talked a lot today about culture. And you've got to have a strong culture in that locker room in order to be able to overcome the adversity we saw this year. And, uh, you know, that culture obviously brought in by Peyton, uh, instilled by Breeze, passed on to many, many, many uh, uh, leaders on this team. Now to, again, Jordan, uh, Demario Davis. You can go down the line, Kamara, you know, other players that are on this team, Toronto Armstead. Um, it was interesting to see, again, the, this season of so much adversity, but also, again, the, the, the fact that you didn't have dissension, you didn't have infighting, you had a team that, was again, for the most part, was out there playing each and every week. Now, look, can't get a pass for Carolina, Atlanta, and the New York Giants. That's the reason they make the, they make the, the, uh, the playoffs, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, I think the cultures would, would again, uh, would, would, would drove them to the point where, again, they were, what, an interception by San Francisco away from making the playoffs. Yeah, I think it just goes to show you, you, you mentioned the culture, and if you have a bad culture, you're not going to win more games than, uh, than you lose when you're having uh, 50-plus starters uh, start for you this season. Four at quarterback, uh, the revolving door in the offensive line, uh, you know, and we're not talking even just the, the other issues that are just personnel in general, no matter, regardless of the circumstance. And you have to be having people buy in and making players that probably aren't as good a little bit better because you're coaching them up. And I think that is a big piece to the puzzle as to why the Saints, like they finished nine and eight. I do think that even people who follow this team closely uh, feel a sense of encouragement. Going into next season, you know, usually you'd say, all right, this is this sporting season. You know, it's the first time in this playoffs in five years. You expected them to be better. Uh, but still, I, I think people uh, – I'm don't. i not going to say give them a pass, but I, I think it's, uh, people understand the amount of adversity that the Saints had yes. to go through and that the fact that they seemed like they were actually in the driver's seat to make the postseason going mm-hmm. in, into the final week if uh, – Matthew Stafford doesn't just pull, become a bonehead uh, and start turning the ball over and they let the 49ers back into that game and win the game. So, yeah, I think people ask me a lot about this. Is this one of Sean Payton's uh, better or best coaching jobs of his career? And I, I say hey, you got to put it in the top three. Uh, you know, you, you could argue it's number one, even though they didn't make yeah. the playoffs. But sure. I, I'd have to argue that this is a, a top three season, even though the results may not have, have really justified uh, possibly putting him there. So the other two would be 06 and then the championship season? Probably so, just because both of those teams, in my mind, were mm-hmm. not as talented as some of the other teams that did not advance as far as right. an NFC title game, like the 11 team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously 18, uh, that, that team, you, you know, that, we expected them to, to get that far. You know, those yes. other teams – I think they, they made the pieces that – and they weren't as talented of, of groups in 06 and 09 as they were in those other teams. So, yeah, I would, I would put this year with, with those two years and, and say, all right, pick, you know, pick a toss-up in, in whichever one you can make an argument for. How much turnover do you anticipate with this roster? The one thing they've done is – look, you mentioned coaching. And, you know, bringing in so many street free agents, college free agents that have come in and played, guys that, again, that have had to start – 
Uh, we saw guys, these players getting better because, again, of the, 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 just the, they're great teachers there. But do you anticipate a large turnover in this roster in the offseason? Uh, when you look at the, at the free agent list, there are some players that, again, should be coming back to this team at a reasonable rate. There are some players that, again, you just can't afford. Uh, it starts with the quarterback position. Where do you think they go there? Well, I'll just start as, as far as turnover goes. It can't be as bad as last year. I mean, it's, that's true. It's, it's that's, a, that, that's a fact, Jack. <laughs> that's a fact. So at least you have that going for you this time. <laughs> uh, even though the cap number does not look pretty, it's still not as bad as it was last year. And so at least. And there's some maneuverability right there, right? I mean, again, they'll be yeah. able to work some yeah. master magic to be able to get under the cap like they did. They can, I mean, they shed $111 million last year. They'll be able to work right. that out. Right, and you're not going to be sh- having to shed as many people. No. No. Uh, in that sense, I mean, you could honestly not shed anyone. I mean, if you do the True. math right, but it's still, you, you, there's probably going to be some some players left off. I mean, and, and look, you started at quarterback, and that's, you know, issue number one, two, three, four, five. I mean, we've seen what happens when, uh, even if the Saints had solid quarterback play, they'd be in the playoffs right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a fact. And True. you had uh, very sub- uh, you know, below average quarterback play for, for much of the year. Uh, and it, it makes you wonder what would have happened if Jameis would have been there the whole season. I mean, you know, I, I think they'd probably win at least one, maybe two more games. And so that's Yeah, that's look, I, I think they would have challenged for the division, I'll be honest with you. Now, again, you can't, you, you can't foresee COVID and everything else that went down, but he was rounding in the shape, and this team was starting to really play well. Right. And so where do you go with him? That's the big, 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 big question. You can't overpay him, though, Larry, right? I mean, he's still got, he's still in approved. He played five games for you, but he's still in approved of Tommy mode, right? I think you have to prepare yourself that he might not even be physically ready to go for the start of the regular season. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I just, you can't, if I'm the Saints, I can't go into that and say, all right, let me put my eggs in that basket. What if he's not ready to go? And then here we are again. You've got three other quarterbacks. Taysom Hill, uh, you probably bring back Trevor Simeon just because he, he doesn't cost you anything, and Ian Book's sure. on the contract. So, uh, you know, so I, I think that they have to explore uh, because I don't think Jameis has done enough to say, all right, he's our no doubt, no brainer guy. You're going to give him big money uh, and then go from there. So that, that means which strategy do you go? I mean, do you work a trade, which that's going to be the most popular topic uh, that people would like to see I'm sure in this town and we know the hot names I mean people are going to be shooting for the stars Aaron Rodgers Russell Wilson uh you know if if here's the thing I it, it how much do you want to really give up uh, to go get those guys and then you got to pay them so you yep. know the more y'all so it's all part of that um I me personally if I were the Saints I would try to work a deal for someone like Derek Carr. That's mm-hmm. the person I keep looking more toward right. and less toward Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I think Carr's contract would be more, would be friendlier. He's only a one yes. year deal left. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do an extension and then push it. And then I don't think it would cost as much to go get him, but, are the Raiders wanting to move on from him? I mean, they just made the playoffs, and uh, right. you know we don't know what they're going coaching wise. And so, uh, and then you you look at the draft class, and 
Uh, you know, quarterbacks are going to be overvalued in this class just because Always teams are, are going to need them. And, mm-hmm. But this year, especially, the class is, is mediocre. Uh, you know, Matt Corral is probably the number one well, guy. Glenn Gilbert brought him up earlier today on the program. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I, from, from the people I've talked to, uh, that Matt Corral, he's not the consensus overall best player, but they feel like uh, just the way uh, he can play and he's versatile and, you know, he can move and he's got a good arm and he, he, he's shown some toughness and, and, and won games, you know, won, at Ole Miss. You know, I think that people, a lot of people are going to look at him. Uh, the person I keep looking more at is Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. And uh, that you know that's a, that's a quarterback who I'm not saying he's he's going to shoot through the roof mm-hmm. like Joe Burrow did, but coming back and playing another year at Pittsburgh and he was very very good. Uh, that it's going it's helped him in a sense that he may have been a fourth or fifth round guy last year. Now he's going to be a top fifteen, maybe even earlier pick uh, at quarterback. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I, I that, think it's an early pick, yeah. Yeah, so uh, just because there's always a run on quarterback, you said it. They teams overvalue quarterbacks, and this is what I said as we went through the year. When you look at the quarterbacks that are available this year, are they better than what you have in Ian Book? And if they are, well, then at that point again, maybe you're making a move here. But you don't overreach for a quarterback simply because you're in dire need for one. Well, no, uh, you you don't want to do that. No, but in the same sense, though, teams need quarterbacks. They're yep. not hanging out in free agency, and if people aren't trading for one, guess where you got to go? The draft, and yep. hope you, you develop. strike lightning. Right. And look, I think what uh, what Saints fans, uh, you know, probably want to keep a close eye on is uh, the quarterback class that is going to be in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. I mean, yeah. I, it's outside of Matt Corral, you probably got quarterbacks two through five uh, that are going to mm-hmm. be, and they're all they'll probably all they'll be first and second round picks. Yeah. You have uh, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Right. Uh, Malik Willis from Liberty is going to be there. Uh, 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 I know Carson Strong from Nevada, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm blanking on on another one that would be right right up in there. Oh, Sam Howell from North Carolina. So yes. they're all going to be there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that, in that sense, uh, you know, a lot of teams are going to get a lot of eyes on them right there. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams who are definitely looking in the sense that they need quarterbacks. Uh, say like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're, you know they're they're in the market for one. Uh, you know the Saints could be, sure. other teams could be as well. So it's uh, uh, you know it, it's that is that is going to be a good kind of starting point to start seeing. All right, which quarterbacks can separate? How do how do pro how do they fit with some of the pro coaches? So that's something in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know I, I think uh, people down here need to kind of keep an eye on. What about Toronto Armstead? $13 million in dead money, a guy that averages, all, averages about six games out a year. Uh, when he's healthy, he's one of the best left tackles in football. You have Ryan Ramshack who could swing over to the left if you need him to. What are the Saints doing there? I don't think they know yet. Uh, I, you know, I think that's, uh, that's going to be one of those hard questions. It's, uh, and you're thinking, well, do we keep going with this guy? And yet he misses all this time every year. All, you know, it's habitual. Uh, right. I think that's a hard question to ask. Uh, you know, I'm not – here's the thing. I'm not totally familiar with tackles right now in the draft, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they're going to be looking there. I mean, because if right. you move on from him, you're probably going to draft one and probably right. draft one high. Uh, so I think that's uh, 
that's something that they've got to work out. And do they want to eat that money? I mean, look, they've eaten money before. Uh, you know, it's either eat a little bit of eat, eat, eat that money, or you're going to be paying him long term and overpaying him. And, and, mm-hmm. and because I'm sure he's going to be eyeing a, a, a big deal. Uh, even though he's he's injury prone, people will still pay. Uh, so it's oh, uh, they're paying. Uh, yeah. He's getting paid, whether it's here yeah. or elsewhere. He's getting paid. Now it's a shame that we didn't get enough to see see a lot of Landon Young to see if he could play right tackle in this league. Yeah, and I don't know. We don't know. That's the thing. I mean, right. it's uh, <laughs> we're we're to the point where uh, the Saints have typically drafted and and invested high. Uh, on uh, offensive linemen, mm-hmm. uh, if but if they're in need for one, I, I don't think they're going to be leaning on him. Like I think they would look to the draft. Like you know, right. you know hey, Teron Armstead started late in his rookie year, but he's a third round mm-hmm. pick, and he's the the latest one that they had. Uh, you know, everyone else is first rounders, second rounders, and so right. Uh, yeah, yeah, if they move on from him, I mean, that they've got to they've got to address that in day one or day two of the draft. I think that's paramount. How about Marcus Williams? I'm curious to see if he wants to stay. I mean, because I think someone will be willing to pay a lot for him. And can the Saints afford to pay a lot for him? And has he done enough for you as a free safety? Has he done enough for you uh, to justify going forward? You know, I, I, he's. it's always, look, he looks really good at sometimes, and then sometimes you're like, what's going on with him? So it's, uh, you know, that that's kind of been the nature of him. His entire career with the Saints, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's something that if I'm him, I'm probably going top dollar, and I'm not taking any kind of discount. So if right. you know if the I Saints agree. want him, he's going to have to be probably a top. Well, look top what he did last state. year, right? I mean, he he had a contract that would have would put him in the top five, right? And he turned it down, hoping that he could get more money this year. Well, that could be the case. I mean, that could happen. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, people actually, you know, this offseason probably have more money to spend because the cap's mm-hmm. going to jump. So, yeah. uh, you know, so, yeah, look, I don't blame a player if they want to go get paid. It, you have to. So I, I think that if he doesn't get top safety money from the Saints, you've got to look elsewhere. And so, and if you're the Saints, you've got to put a ceiling on it because you've got, you've got to pay for a quarterback. You yeah. got you want skill position players. You, like defense isn't the problem. It's the offense. I mean, you got to beef up the offense somewhere, and so you probably got to spend money there. And uh, and we're not we're like I said, talking outside of quarterback as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's uh, uh, I, I don't I don't want to take a guess at where that could go. Uh, to be honest with you, because I mean you could see pros and cons of having him and then letting him walk. So I think that's that that's probably a decision that's still up in the air. I, I'm sure the Saints would like him back, but I'm sure they like him back at a certain price. I know your answer already on this, but for the audience that maybe not heard us talk about in the past, will Michael Thomas play for the New Orleans Saints next year? I'm convinced he's not. Um, now, who knows? Things might change, but I've just seen this when, when the bridge is burned. I'm, I don't know if it's completely burned, but I've, see, I've seen this time and time and time again, and it doesn't matter who you are as a player. I mean, once you get there, a lot of times you're not getting back. And uh, I like, I would be surprised if he was back, which means where do you go from there? But right. if you are so, you know, devoid of talent at wide receiver, you want to go on with this headache some more, I, I just can't see it. I, I really can't. But, uh, look, I've seen, I've seen things surprising before. But for me, I just cannot see him being back. I just can't. 
obviously quarterback is huge, but I don't think this team is that far away. And I think that Saints fans should be encouraged by the fact that this team played as well as it did, got through the adversity. Those, a lot of players got a lot of playing time this year. It's going to help them going forward. And with a, a, with a few tweaks, again, at some critical positions, I think they could be right back there next year. Oh, there's, I don't think there's no doubt. Uh, I think it also showed that there's definitely some adaptability there. I mean, Sean Payton's had to adapt even the last couple of years, just using different offensive pieces and things like that. And so, uh, you know, if you say you, if you add a receiver that could, you know, maybe he's not the number one, but he could become a number one. You know, he's more viable than the people that they have. I mean, that that would help them. And uh, whether that's draft or it's not like you usually go out and they, they don't typically go out and spend on a receiver. And usually when you do, that's a mistake anyway. So uh, it's, uh, but it's something that uh, uh, they're not that far away. Uh, I feel like if you have capable quarterback play, I mean, then they're mm-hmm. they're a postseason team. I mean, we, we you and me both agree with that. And so, yeah. uh, but you still need some help. Uh, you need a viable pass catcher. I mean, look, we saw Traquan Smith actually play well yesterday. It's the first time. <laughs> yes, we probably yeah. said that all year. So, and, yeah, and exactly. This is an and he's a like, last game right? of the year. Come on. Right, exactly, and and this is you know this is that could be his last game with the Saints. So right. it's uh, it, it's definitely uh, you need some tweaks, but uh, look, it's it, Sean Payton could almost get to the playoffs with this offense that they've had, and if they improve even just a little bit, I mean that that's this is a playoff team, and then you see where you go next year. I agree, Larry. What you got coming up for us in the Athletic, and how can folks subscribe? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Theathletic.com uh, slash New Orleans. We go to at Larry Holder and. Uh, you know, you see an article that I write, and you jump on right there. And I'm actually uh, working on a couple of things. Uh, actually, I, I'll, I'll let me promote one article I had last week. I, I did a story sure. on aggressiveness, quarterback aggressiveness in the NFL. Uh, and Joe Burrow is both the most aggressive and the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. And that, that was a like great a, article. The craziest, the yeah, that's like the craziest thing i've ever seen in in, in mm-hmm. and it's it's for it's for all the quarterbacks that are going to be in the postseason so go check that out i'm also going to do a story talk to some uh, guys that i trust around the league uh some some experts uh, about the Saints quarterback situation so i would keep an eye out on that article coming out later this week it is uh definitely some interesting takes on both people in the building out the building and in co- and in college no doubt larry who you like tonight got about a minute left georgia or alabama do I have to pick Alabama, even though I know I want to? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, you do. I, I just think yeah. I just think Alabama. Uh, I, I just yeah. think that they're going to be they're going to be too tough, uh, and and I think that they have the star power on their team, right? And they're and they're playing well. They're starting to kind of hit their stride because uh, you could say everything else is even, but Alabama's their stars come out when when you need to. So I think Alabama's going. Win. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate your time each and every week. Bye, Eric. Talk to you next week, buddy. Larry Holder of The Athletic. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. A new year comes with new excitement, new ambitions, new milestones. Is this the year you pop the question, have a child? Celebrate a major anniversary. At Diamonds Direct, we're here for you, now more than ever. With our vast selection of exquisite hand-picked diamonds, our world-renowned designer jewelry collections, our industry-leading warranties and guarantees, and our people. People with a passion for helping you mark any occasion with something that's both meaningful and timeless. And our commitment to providing exceptional value is stronger than ever in the new year. Whether you're just starting out on a tight budget or whether you're splurging on that 30th anniversary gift, Diamonds Direct will make sure you get the price that you expect from America's premier direct diamond importer. Welcome to a new year and welcome to Diamonds Direct, where extreme value combines with the ultimate luxury shopping experience to create that truly magical moment for the milestones in your life. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning into the program, as always. I want to thank our fantastic sponsor, sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slide for the sponsor, sponsor our program. Please continue to support our sponsors. And those sponsors, thank you for supporting our program. Also, I want to thank our guests, Lynn Gelbo, and also uh, Larry Holder. Rudy back at studio producing. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Podcast will be up at about 20 minutes after the, after the hour. We'll do it all over again starting tomorrow at 6. I'm sorry, tomorrow at 4. Coming up now at 6 is uh, All Access with Ken Trahan, Ross Jackson, uh, also Tulane women's coach Lisa Stockton, and Glenn Gilbo are his guests. So stick around for that. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catcher, the governor, and the mayor, they all got to go. You're